is it true you can't hypnotize someone who doesn't want to be hypnotized? Uh, it's it's true um, in most cases. You can do what's called an ambush induction, but it's the it's kind of the the piece of hypnosis that we we're not supposed to talk about. If you're here for improv, go away. This is Comedy and Improv with Anthony Francis. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Other Than Improv. I'm your host, Anthony Francis, and today my guest is an improviser with the third thought, an improv teacher and performer from all over the place. He's a he's a rogue. He's a Ronin. He he travels around. He's he's got no ties to anybody but himself and his improv code. And well, the third thought, of course, his team. He's worked with various improv theaters across Florida and He's also a very good friend of mine, which we'll get into in a moment, uh, actor, improviser, and hypnotist, Patrick McInnes. Hey, Patrick. Hello, Anthony. How are you? I am doing so good. I'm so glad you're here. I have so many things to ask you, especially about uh, hypnotism. I do want to say, though, to to you and to the audience, because I could have just gushed about you, but I wanted to introduce you so you're not sitting there in silence. Uh, Patrick. Very nice. Patrick, you were so vital, so pivotal to me as an improv teacher, which I know you remember this. I hope you remember us having this conversation so many years ago. Oh, yeah, like it was yesterday. Right. It was like seven years ago now or six years ago, a long time ago. Yeah, we're going on seven years. And I was so lost. I didn't know how to really build my classes. I really wanted to teach improv, but I didn't quite know where to go. And you had this great drop-in program that you recommended and you you helped me flesh it out and you really helped me build what i have today and i don't think i would have been able to do it if it wasn't for the advice that you gave me so thank you so much oh thank you very much you're welcome yeah that i was um yeah it was it was a really uh like uh explosive time in improv at that time like there were like all over the state you know we were kind of connected to a bunch of groups that were all kind of burgeoning and doing stuff and um yeah so i was i was grateful to have the opportunity to speak to you that day and i know like um yeah at that point i'd been running um a couple drop-ins a week uh, along with teaching like leveled classes at a couple schools and theaters and um so yeah so i was grateful to be able to pass it along so thank you very much i just wanted to get it on the record that's as much improv as we're going to talk about now because great yeah because that's not what this show's about <sighs> nope this show is all about hypnotism you are a hypnotist you've hypnotized me you did at a festival you tried yeah. to help me stop biting my nails which was very effective for a time uh, we can do I'm, another session i might need that uh yes. so i'm definitely need that but um tell us about that what is uh where do we start with hypnotism what, what should what's the first thing we should know is it magic are no. you a ma- are you magic yes <laughs> uh, no, it's not magic. Yes, I am a magician. Uh, no, actually, it's funny. I I, I, uh, I had this quote I shared a long time ago that I really believe in, which it's not magic to the magician. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, like, right. at the end of the day, like, that's what it is. Like, you know, it's not, it's not, um, but in hypnosis is not magic. It's, 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 uh, it's something we actually experience every single day. Like we go into trance states usually at least once every 90 minutes. Really? It, yep. It matches the same cycle that we go into dream states. Um, so even though we're not sleeping, we're still, I mean, most everybody, you know, 99% of the population are probably slightly 
less than that, can all daydream. Um, and if you can daydream, then you've experienced a trance state. Oh, so okay. It's, so it's this place, that's why it's not as foreign. Um, and when the only thing that's kind of foreign about it is being guided there. Right. The, the hypnotist guides you through, through it or into it? Yeah, you agree to it. You know, it's kind of, it's very much like improv. I started doing uh, hypnosis a couple of years before I started doing uh, improv. And it made, I mean, immediately I was a pretty skilled improviser because of this background. Um, and, and not so much just learning the, the act of hypnotism, but by the time I started improvising, I had done dozens and dozens um, of live hypnosis shows where I had hypnotized hundreds to now thousands of people. You know, but where you're running a show with 20 people on stage and people in the audience who might have dropped into trance. So to do that, you have to be incredibly aware of everything happening um, and developing that awareness of running a one person show where you're literally dropping a dozen or more people into trance. Um, you know, knowing what we know about improv, even though we're not talking about it, awareness right. and listening is huge. And because of that awareness, um, I had immediately improv became a little bit easier, you know, because I was already good at kind of paying attention to people. And you can't force someone into hypnosis. Is it true you can't hypnotize someone who doesn't want to be hypnotized? Uh, it's it's true um, in most cases. You can do what's called an ambush induction, but it's the it's kind of the the piece of hypnosis that we we're not supposed to talk about. And oh no! <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a little dark side of of hypnosis, but you can uh, put someone into trance without them asking to. Um, but it's, it's unethical. And so, you know, there you go. Wow. Okay. So is there, if I get put into hypno, if I get hypnotized, can I unhypnotize myself? Can I break myself out of a trance or what's going on with those people on stage? Are they actors? No, no. Um, again, I, I've had like a lot of shows. Um, and if I, if I feel somebody is not sincerely in trance, if I feel like somebody is kind of just going along with stuff, um, I'll kick them off the stage because it, right. it, it lessens my show. Um, and I I've seen that sure. before. I've seen I've seen uh, a show. I've seen you know Rance Rizzuto. Yeah, I know Rance. Yeah, yeah. Ran, um, he. I've seen him do his show, and I, I've seen I saw him do that where he just takes people and, and takes them off the show because they're they're not really feeling it, or he's not sure if they're yeah, really feeling he, it. You okay. know, that's the thing. They may they may either be distracted. They might be maybe they went up feeling embarrassed. Like sure, need, yeah. Yeah, you need somebody who wants to have the experience because it is kind of unique. It is, I mean, even though we daydream all the time and we sleep and dream all the time and it's a very similar state, we don't experience this all the time. So the idea of, you know, once somebody is in a trance state, you can literally make them into Wayne Brady. This was, this was like my, before I did improv, I used to say I turn regular people into Wayne Brady. Um, because wow. my, the skits that I do uh, through the, you know, hypnosis people become like real performers like they, you know, and because, and, and it's not that they can't perform and then I've turned them into a performer. They just normally don't sing in front of people. You know, they, but sing they don't have those sick shower. rhymes though, that, that Wayne Brady pulls they, out. They absolutely can bust out sick rhymes. What? Yeah. I haven't tested that, um, <laughs> but, uh, but I have, you know, um, but still like, you know, people, people can absolutely dance and get down and, you know, become characters like, the commitment level exceeds almost anything we've seen on stage through improv because they're fully believing this. 
Like there's no, in their mind, it's completely real. Wow. So yeah, it's, it's not, it's, it's, it's all legitimate. It's not to say now I've seen hypnotists who don't care as much. So they'll either keep people on or their show is so kind of limited that people who are just going along with stuff, like become part of a show and it's fine. That's never been like an approach for me, like similar to my approach to improv. Like I really like real scenes. I like, you know, legitimate scene work and, and, uh, versus like say, or, you know, when, with hypnosis where people can allow this stuff to go on and it, it's, you know, they're not part of it, although you're watching it. Uh, I would rather kick those people off so that like the show, you know, everybody that sees it goes, wow, those people are legitimately experiencing this. You know? Right. Oh, yeah. So it's really just to kind of highlight and focus in more on the people who are really experiencing it. Uh, we're getting a real kind of behind the scenes look at kind of the performance aspect of it as well. Yeah. What, tell me a little bit about your journey with hypnosis. How did you get started? What what drew you to it? Um, I had always kind of been aware of it. My dad, um, my dad didn't shy away from like paranormal stuff or just interesting stuff that I'd get to learn about as a kid. And then when he was, when he was about 48 and I was 14, he was a 30 year, two and a half pack a day smoker. And he went to a hypnotist at a hotel where he sat down uh, or laid down on the carpet where you could either sit down or lay down. There were a hundred people there and the guy pressed play on a tape. And an hour later, my dad woke up and never smoked again for 24 years. So that was pretty How much impactful. nicotine was in that tape? <laughs> <laughs> a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it was intravenously fed. And um, <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, I saw like, it, it's part of like, kind of my hypnosis story is that I, I, I saw my dad walk through the door without a cigarette in his hand or his mouth. And I had never seen him make an entrance without it. Wow. So, you know, I knew like it was real and I, and I was still young enough and impressionable enough to not like, I wasn't jaded to think, Oh, that's bullshit. You know, if right. That's okay. That's fine. Um, that's allowed. I'll allow it. Hold you. on thank judges. I'll allow it. Yes. Balderdash. And right. so, you know, so I, I had an open mind to it, um, but I'd seen stuff that looked pretty suspect. And and the full thing is, I I had never hypnotized anybody until my first show. I had literally talked my way into a show uh, at a comedy club without ever performing, and then hypnotized uh, the first person that I ever ever did it with was my only volunteer on stage that night. So you had never hypnotized someone before. Nope. You. And the first person you hypnotized was, well, arguably the doorman, but the, yeah. uh, you brought someone. So, so you were like, I'm not going to practice this. I'm going to just do it live. No, I did practice. I practiced okay. my ass off. Um, oh. I, with teddy bears. Oh my God. Yeah. With my daughter's teddy bears. Well, I guess, I guess you don't need people in the rooms. You really believed it would work. You were like, I'm going to practice the techniques. I'm going to yeah. practice these techniques on inanimate objects. And, and then you just, okay. So what was that yeah. experience like? So, so you hypnotize this person. What'd you have them do? Um, I, I had them do basically what, what now is 75% of the show I've done for 12 years. Um, so it's, I put them in the trance, like, uh, and just to give you a breakdown, I'll run through the show or the idea of, of the traditional hypnosis shows, the first five to, to seven minutes, I'm just talking to the audience about what hypnosis is and what it isn't so that people can kind of 
either get rid of ideas that they had or, you know, put things to rest, questions they may have had or that kind of thing. Sure. I then bring people up on stage. Um, there are thing called, things called instant inductions that I'm able to do where I can drop somebody with a handshake. Um, and again, and, and that, that... Yeah. Well, yeah. what... I mean, that's just, that's Steven Seagal levels of power. What are we doing here? Yeah, it's amazing. Um, but, 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 so there is that. There's instant inductions. You can do that. It, and it's, it, the thing is, is that, that, that's how kind of, I don't want to say fragile, but. Um, I mean, look, man, if you just said sleep to me right now, I'd fall asleep because yeah. I'm just tired anyway. I'm yeah. just tired. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, we're in a state where that's, that's how comment how much we're in a state is that it can be put there like fast like so fast um it's a sub second yeah um and it's you know it's it's amazing stuff but but, so we uh, i then put people in the trance but usually uh even though again it can take a second with a handshake or less um i usually if i'm putting 20 people down i usually do a spiel that lasts three minutes uh and it takes maybe three minutes and then five minutes max if I'm also checking out the people, because I'm making sure as I'm putting them into the trance part of it, which is a kind of dramatic, you know, there's really cool music playing. Um, you know, it, it's an experience as I'm doing this. I'm also testing the people throughout the, the induction uh, to make sure they're in states that I think they should be. Cause there's, there's a thing called an Aaron's level of trance where um you can be in light stages like the way mm-hmm. that you are when you're engaged in a in a watching a movie or watching an improv show or a conversation you know where you're completely locked in where if something kind of like comes at you peripherally like whoa you know because you're so right. engaged um and then there's you know deeper states um where and even things like highway hypnosis where if you're driving for a while those lines just you know i mean you know people drive off the road you know um is it the, yeah. Is it the same as like when I've been driving and then I I'm like you I've gone a couple of like how the hell did I get here right yeah 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 that's exactly it ah. I mean that's, where did that time go yeah and I'll tell you it went into a singular focus and that that hypnosis initially was coined mono ideaism but it's huh. not you know that exciting so it got uh, got changed into hypnosis which is um, you know kind of a uh, greek uh or latin for sleep um and it's more than that i'm just sure sure adding that part but um so yeah so um so you go into the singular focus that's why like when we when we're bathing or or showering um Mm -hmm. and we have brilliant ideas and i i I believe we're capable everyone's capable of brilliant ideas if not daily you know more more than that but they come at times when our body is distracted by doing an action like bathing, you know, washing our hair, washing our body, something we've done thousands and thousands and thousands of times. It's such a rote, you know, memorized thing. So to, it frees our subconscious mind to think. And because we're distracted with this little minutiae activity, our subconscious mind is able to have like great ideas. The only problem is we leave them in the shower. We go, oh man, that's amazing. And then we don't think about it again. Right. Then that's the same thing happens in car rides. Those same times when you're pulling up, you're like, oh my God, I'm at this intersection already. You just had some brilliant idea that you've just foregone because of the fact that, you know, you didn't realize you were in a trance. So now it's, you know, gone. But, you know, we have these kind of experiences all the time. 
Yeah, those shower thoughts, right? There's a that's a popular thing online, the shower thoughts because Oh, is it really? Yeah, if you've yeah, there's a uh, on on Reddit, there's a, uh, a subreddit called Shower Thoughts, and it's just like these things that people realize, you know, because they're like, oh, I didn't realize this is. I have no examples right now, but uh, they, you know, um, because they have yeah, because you're in the shower and your brain has a chance to just, I guess, free free connect because yeah, you're just well, doing you're this distracting the yeah. guard. It's the same thing that happens when I put someone in a trance. I, I'm the guard that's consciously calling out bullshit because part of our brain is always calling out bullshit on stuff. It's the active part of the brain. Right. And, and we, and, and every time we hear something that's somewhat new, we either call bullshit on it because it doesn't, it's not in line with our current way of thinking, or we accept it because it is. And, and, we're always looking for that. So what I do and what we do when we're driving or, or taking a shower is the guard goes asleep. I put the guard to sleep and then I'm able to shoot in suggestions of you're a rock star or you don't want to smoke anymore or you don't want to eat snacks the way you do or you want, you know, whatever yeah. it is, whatever, you know, whether I'm doing a show, it, it's really a very similar process, whether I'm doing a show or whether I'm helping somebody make behavioral life changes the process is identical one, you know, just, just the words are a little different. Can a person hypnotize themselves yes. with these thoughts? Can they inject during these times? Could they inject these thoughts? Because I find that I make changes when I am in the middle of doing some tasks, or I'm driving or I'm showering, or, you know what, it's time to really, you know, focus on this thing. And then I make those changes and, but it started in those, in those places, yeah, those little conversations. Yeah. It's like, it happens in my head. Like right now I'm, I'm, I'm working out again. I'm doing a, a month long routine, uh, Todd blues workout routine. If anyone's interested, it's a two month program of different weights and different exercises. And I've been really upset because I've had this weight rack behind me that I haven't used, even though I have been home, but I haven't just been home. I've been in the middle of a pandemic. But, sure. you know, I, I finally said, you know, I'm going to do that. But I didn't do it because of any active thing. It happened during one of those quiet moments like you're talking about. Can that, yeah. is that this kind of the same thing? Yeah. Yeah. And, and to, I think it is. And also, I think that's our connection to our own higher consciousness. I think that's the Ooh. voice we should be listening to. Because so there's, it, there's, you know, there's two voices, if not more than two voices. Um, and one of them supports our best choices, and one of them wants us to do the easiest thing possible. Oh, and we're yeah. in a battle all the time between those two voices, and we're at our best when we take the high road, you know, literally. And you know, and I, I just got finished listening to a book called uh, "Can't Hurt Me" by David Goggins, um, who's just an unreal dude. Um, if you haven't heard about him, he's I, a, that name sounds familiar. He's a he was a Navy SEAL. He was also involved in the Ranger program. He's the only person to ever go through the Navy SEAL Buds training in Hell Week three times. That's who. That's um, who I know him from from Buds yeah. training. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he, but, um, you, you know, you can choose. You, you know, we're all. Basically, he's he's suggesting you know, we're always trying to find the easy way out. And if you want to really make gains in your life or whatever you want to do, you have to kind of force yourself to do something uncomfortable every day, something you don't want to do. Right. Um, and I know that like, uh, when I, uh, when I first quit smoking myself, cause I smoked on and off over a bunch of years, one thing that helped me that kind of ties to this is a friend of mine challenged me to, uh, at the end of a shower, turn the, turn it all the way to the cold 
and see how long I could stay there. And it's, it's to prove that you have the ability to, you know, kind of uh, sustain and, and uh, pain. So it's right. mind over matter. So, you know, you can ultimately put the cigarettes down. You can ultimately, you know, um, and, you know, hypnosis is a lot easier than that. I could, I've, I've met with, I have a, a, a thousand percent batting average. Um, every single person I've ever met with ever has quit smoking. Wow. That's incredible. Are you still doing that now? I only do it like if, um, you know, a couple, a couple of years ago, I ran into somebody, there was an Uber driver I was talking to and I happened to mention it. And then I hypnotized him and his wife and then their friends had me come over and I hypnotized them. But like, I don't, you know, I don't market the market it or anything like that or, you know, but, um, but yeah, see, it's neat, yeah, it's just amazing to me that you're walking around. You have this ability to just help people stop smoking and no one knows it. They just pass you on the street. This is like an incredible, I mean, the, you know, cigarettes just kill thousands yeah, of people and it's, it's, um, we got to get you out there, man. Yeah, I got to do that. <laughs> well, you know, the funny thing is in Florida, there, there's a law against it. If I didn't hold a doctorate degree. Uh, or wasn't if I wasn't a clinical psychologist, it was against the law for me to use it other than entertainment purposes. <laughs> of course, Florida. Of I don't course. know what the law is in Colorado, but that's now, mind you, all here's how hard that would have been. Everything I would have marketed myself with, you know, lose weight, quit smoking. Sure. For yeah. Entertainment purposes only. You yeah. Know, that's for, all yeah. I would have had to have said. Um, yeah. But and I, I, I had done that. I used to like when I would work clubs, if I did uh, comedy clubs that were out of town where I was staying over, um, I would do a show Saturday night and then Sunday morning, I would do a, a weight loss followed by a, a smoking cessation uh, session. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So, you know, well, if people were staying there, they could, they could get a, a quick session or something. So that's amazing. Well, I feel like I've learned a lot more. I'm so glad because I really wanted to sit down and talk to you a little bit about hypnosis and uh, one last question for you. Sure. What is one philosophy of improv that you would give to a new improviser? Uh, if you've never improvised, if you've never done it, um, just act as fake as you normally do in real life and no faker. <laughs> that's so good. That's such good advice. Yeah. So um, that's, that's been my go-to. That's a great way to put it. So, Patrick, and my last question, yes, truly last question, did you at any time hypnotize me during this interview? Not to my knowledge. But All that right. doesn't mean that you didn't get hypnotized anyway. You could have gotten so wrapped up. And we're back. Oh. Oh. <laughs> well, anyway, Patrick McInnes, everybody. I'm Wayne Brady. I've had a great time. Catch me on Whose Lines It Anyway. And we will... <laughs> It worked. It, well, you got me. No, that that's when you snapped your fingers, it scared the hell out of me. I was like, I bet, I bet, oh, yeah. God. Um, We're easy. We're easy targets. I, I don't want a cigarette, so Honestly, I don't know. Yeah, and that I, helps. I mean, if you want to have some fun, for those of you that are still listening, go look up Hypno Sculptor. There's a guy out of, I think, the Philippines um, or Thailand, but uh, he, he's he's an amazing guy. But he does ambush inductions, and they're all for fun. He doesn't rob anybody or do anything. He What he does is he, he drops somebody in a second, and then he puts them in a pose that they hold for minutes. Oh, my God. And, and it's so fun. Like, he does one with – he stops these two people on a subway, man and woman. 
he drops the man first and puts him on his knee. And then he drops the woman up the stairs and then like holds her hand up and it's Romeo and Juliet. Uh, He drops another guy sitting on a park bench, drops a guy and leans him back. And he looks like he's Neo from the matrix, like dodging bullets. (laughs) And he holds the position literally for like two minutes. Oh, wow. Um, But, and and, yeah, so. Uh, Patrick, where can, where can people find find you? Oh, um, I guess I'm I'm trying to uh, get some stuff started. Uh, maybe it'll be in the comments below. Um, but I'd say if you look me up, uh, Patrick McGinnis, artist and educator on Facebook, uh, you'll find me there. And then hopefully uh, that'll direct somewhere else when I stop using Facebook. Oh, brother. I know. We got to get out of there. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, cool. Well, Patrick, thank you so much. Again, great to talk right, to thank you. Thank you. And, yeah, uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, so good to have you. All right, well, we'll see you all next time. Take care. Bye-bye. If you're here for improv, go away. This is Comedy and Improv with Andy.